0: Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I am Joe Masato, joined by my good pal Joel Lorenzi. Joel is in Brooklyn, New York. Joel, how is Brooklyn?
1: Boom, boom. The, the, you didn't record this the first time, so my ad libs don't hit the same. But um, Brooklyn is fire, bro. I'll, this is like my second home. Every time I'm here, like I go straight to get the slices. I got the beef patty next to me with the cheese like it's it's up and i was telling joe the first time we recorded this i feel like singing like alicia keys and then there was a pause and i had to think to myself like with anything i ever referenced joe do you know who alicia keys is
0: of course alicia keys is a legend i know the new york song i would hope so no one that's alicia keys you know that you don't even know. What do you mean by beef patty, by the way? what is. What are
1: you referencing? You don't know what a beef patty is? Like a hamburger? Joe, ugh, don't disrespect me like that, bro. Don't disrespect New York like that or Jamaicans. A beef patty. Well, okay. A beef patty. The concept isn't far from a burger. Like. Considering
0: is, that a beef patty goes
1: between buns and that makes it a burger. Pete, though, look. The patty part of it is... know what encloses it so I don't know if you ever had like an empanada that's some some Puerto Rican stuff really some island stuff period but um so it's kind of like that but but Jamaican and so it's like it's not like a actual patty like they slap on a burger it's almost like sometimes people do it like mushed beef like they it never it almost never comes as an actual circular patty but it's just beef in there and then it's enclosed by the breading and they call it the beef patty. And when you, when you tell them to open, they can open it up, they can put whatever in there. And then most people just put cheese and whatever in there. I just put cheese. So.
0: I feel really uncultured because now I'm looking this up and it looks really good.
1: It's amazing. It's it's a Jamaican thing too. I don't, I don't think there are Jamaicans in OKC. So I don't, I don't think I would expect you to know that.
0: It's the number one fast food, food in Jamaica. Uh-huh. It's TV. It's a staple. Yeah, sorry. I'm distracted because I'm reading about it. It's like these. he's
1: drooling over it. <laughs> I,
0: I, don't think we, I don't think we do have a big Jamaican population, but I do think that Oklahomans, it's, it's a big beef country around here, Joel. I, I think yeah, we could no, make the sure. beef patties.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, there's got to be some Jamaican restaurant. If, they, if I could find, yo, if any of our listeners know a good Jamaican spot in OKC, okay, put me on. I'll take Joe there. I'm sure they had beef patties. We'll indulge.
0: We'll do a podcast
1: live from Oh, Patty this, yes, you talking my language. This is what they brought me on for. Did, it, our, our two brains together, it's unfathomable what we can do. But
0: before we get to basketball, I reluctantly ask this question. Uh, and if the answer is yes, don't go into great detail, but did you visit a certain establishment that serves wings in Atlanta yesterday? <laughs>
1: no I didn't have the time I wish I did I would have did a whole uh oral history of my entry to the wings to let's stop <laughs> our guy Chris Kershner, did that story uh actually I think did a did an oral yeah I probably can top what Chris did I, it would have been a personal experience for me um I'm not really a I'm not really a club guy anyway of any variety to be honest like I know I between the two of us I, I might seem like the party animal or something, but I'm I'm really not.
0: Yeah, I'm a big, big
1: club guy. Um, right. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> like Nino Brown. Yeah, like would, Nino Brown. You wouldn't even Mo- know who that is. Damn it. <laughs>
0: Moving uh, to basketball, Docs beat the Thunder one forty-one, one thirty-eight. This was a game in which uh, the Thunder was a little, you know, slow to slow to get going in this one. They were uh late in arriving to atlanta seemed to have some plane trouble and uh late yeah. arriving to the to the basketball proceedings but then at the end they got a great look to tie the game and send it to overtime but um Isaiah Joe misses the shot the thunder lose 141-138 um what was it like there in atlanta
1: yeah a few things for starters um you know when people say like oh this game is drunk like i don't think the game was drunk but OKC definitely looked drunk to start, right? Like they, they started the starters. Um, I don't even know if this was just the starters. I think the starters were two for fourteen in the first quarter. Um, really not great. I mean, they didn't score a field goal for like five minutes straight. It was free throws, if anything. Um, there was like three turnovers in that stretch. Chet looked bothered. Shays' spots weren't his spots for a while. Um, they just looked different and uh, probably altered um by the late arrival like you said um and and also we should probably bring up how weird that 20 minute stretch was or whatever that was with the reviews and, and all that like from where we were i didn't even know it was a jalen jalen like exception thing until i go on twitter and the people who are listening to the broadcast are saying that cuz from way up where we're sitting we don't know and it it, it, it I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where, like, players are just standing around, like, stretching. The coaches are pacing back and forth. It just became this whole debacle. Like, that was wild.
0: That was probably um, – I don't think last year we ever had a moment where the Jalen Jalen thing caused more confusion than it did last night. And we were – those of us watching at home uh, on the broadcast because Nick Gallo was sitting – you know courtside at the scorer table so the when the ref would come over it was zach zarba i think he'd come over and sort of explain what was going on gallo could hear him uh, so he was sort of relaying that information to us and now the discrepancy was whether or not they'd given a f- wrongly uh recorded a foul on j will instead of j dub or vice versa i don't even remember but it took incredibly long in the
1: year 2024 to figure that out yeah that that was wild and I, I don't know, like that, that was so weird. Just just sitting there having to do that, and even the, the people, um, in the arena were like getting unsettled. Like it was super weird. But the, the basketball, um, you would you would have thought the basketball would take a hit. But I mean, that third quarter was like the Thunder really came around. Um, you started to see flashes, like hey, like can we shave this lead down? And it became from like like twenty to ten. Like we're still in the game. Um, uh, and then. Obviously, like, like people, the way people talked about that game in hindsight was interesting to me because it was like, like, like the Thunder has done this a couple times where there's a game where they're probably down much of the game or for a lot of that fourth quarter. I, I think back to one of the games in Sacramento, maybe both, um, where they ended up having a chance to win at the very, very end off, you know, a quick burst. But before then, like, it was probably Sacramento's game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what yesterday felt like and I think there people quickly forgot how a lot of that game went because Shea scored nine points in like a minute and a half but before then like Atlanta had did some things like they were super efficient 33 free throws uh, made 31 of those Trey had them dudes in hell like just the constant pressure on the rim um, the ability to to I mean the, he's masterful just Selling that contact. Uh, Mark said he thought a lot of those were fouls. I don't know if he believes that or not. I believe that. Um, but they just, they had them in hell, man. And it wasn't just Trey. Like all those dudes were getting the trip to the line. You think of the front court, they're putting pressure on the rim, on the glass. Um, they're getting rebounds. I thought, I thought in that fourth quarter, the way they started the rebounding, it was like, okay, well, they, they can wrap this up. But Shea, you know, with things with Shea, Shea magic, man. Shea butter is just, it's never over, I suppose. And then they, like you said, they got a great look at a, um, a ATO. I mean, it was a, it was a great draw, up, dude. Like, I think, um, you know, I think it went about as well as you could expect without a make. I mean, the, the decoy from J-Dub works perfectly and draws Trent Forrest's attention, who um, isn't looking when Dub you know, sees a drifting Isaiah Joe toward the corner. And that's a shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, of all the shots Isaiah Joe has taken and made this year, that feels like one of them he can make. And maybe it, it becomes a little tougher as he's drifting, like, closer to behind the backboard. But I, I didn't have a doubt in my mind that he could make that shot. I just, it didn't fall. But I, I don't think – I was a little confused by the, some of the discourse because, yeah, like, they, they found a way – to have a way to tie the game. But I thought maybe that might have been just an indictment on Atlanta because of the, the Shea run. I mean, mm-hmm. the Thunder for a lot of that game was not better than Atlanta. So,
0: Yeah, with like four minutes left, well, I mean, for much of the game, it, it looked like the Hawks were in control. But uh, DeJounte Murray made, made a three. It was around the four-minute mark, and I was like, this is over. And then, then they just claw right back into it, setting up that game-tying attempt, and who knows, maybe they – even if it goes in, maybe they lose in overtime. But it, it seemed like a classic schedule loss, and it started out that way. But um, it's not like the Thunder just kind of gave up and down the stretch, which right. is what you see sometimes. Um, one thing a lot of people had questions about, and this became like, I don't know if it became a big deal. It seemed to be a big deal on Thunder Twitter. Kenrich Williams not playing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Marks the that, the plan was for him not to play. It wasn't like rest related. They just wanted to go look at other guys.
1: Right. Yeah. He 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 said that coming into the game, he knew um he probably probably wasn't going to go to cambridge He probably wasn't going to go to Meechich. Um, um. It was it was not so much a rest thing as much as it was just wanting to get other guys involved. Is basically what he alluded to. He he mentioned Jay Will. He mentioned Aaron Wiggins, who um has had some recent DMPs. I know a lot of people like what he offers um, and then he mentioned Lindy which I think had people in an uproar because if you think back to I think one of those Sacramento games matter of fact um, Lindy had played a big range of minutes and obviously people are going to have their gripes with with March rotations and you know some of the decisions he makes like you know Trey Mann playing one game and then not playing the next however many or Meech is playing two games here and then not playing and and whatever I mean we should I think we should I mean you can't say we're surprised by this right like he's made similar decisions now it's a little more confusing with Kenrich because he is an actual fixture in the rotation he's like the eighth man or so um he's really been um in terms of a backup big man presence being able to stretch the floor you know the physicality like he's been that um so it was a little confusing um but I thought for what it's worth, they lost that game well before, you know, Cambridge, and they looked out of that game before Cambridge could have, you know, whatever, would have came in. Uh, maybe you can, you, you could certainly argue that his minutes would have changed the outcome of that game. Uh, but like I said, like, that game didn't change till there was a minute and a half left, and that was Shay's run.
0: Yeah, like, I think we're putting a – I mean, I, I love Kitter. She's a heck of a player, but, like, we're putting – too much talking into that if you think that was you know the reason the Thunder might have lost I also think it's not a coincidence and I I know what they said about rest but Michich and Kenrich on a very young team are two of the guys that they're not old but you know they're 30 I don't know maybe 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 you don't play them but second night of a back-to-back after after a long night uh I I like seeing Lindy in there just it, it's cool to me uh just still seeing Lindy and Trey Young on the floor together, having played together, uh, at Norman North in high school. And one guy, you know, was, was always headed for stardom. The other guy was like, yeah, he's a decent player at Oklahoma state, but never, I mean, that's going to be it. And now they're both on a NBA floor together. So I think it's cool. You're, you're smirking. So you're not putting up with any
1: of my, uh, my nostalgia here it sounds like a disney storyline first of all but second of all um lindy i think there there were two points that to be made about this whole fuss last night with kim one was that um people's expectations have changed about this team one because i think people reasonable people by now should know that mark is going to try things this early in the season who knows when that will end when we reach that point where he's like okay i've i've seen how this guy and this guy looks together. I've seen how this guy looks for a long stretch. Maybe I can ease that back or whatever, dial some of that back. Um, I don't know that now is the time, but people's expectations have probably understandably changed after that that December stretch where they are beaten all the elites to the elites. Um, and you're seeing this team's aspirations come change right in front of our eyes. So I think, you know, seeing your backup big and, and your eighth man, arguably your your most, your, your heavyweight guy off the bench, um, not play um, was probably frustrating for fans, which I understand. I think the more.
0: I don't understand understand it like this. This bothers me because if you're griping about rotations, gripe about something else because no one thought this team would be anywhere close to this good. And they've been this good. I'm not saying because of the rotations, but they've been this good. And this is what they've been doing. So like if you're. I don't think it is going to change. Now, in a playoff series, sure, it's going to get whittled down a little bit. It's going to become more matchup oriented. But throughout the regular season, I think the Thunder thinks this could be a competitive advantage. They've talked about this a little bit, how some teams are set. They're going to play a nine-man rotation. The Thunder's going to play an 11 man rotation and it's going to be a different 11 guys every night basically i think it's a way to keep guys involved um you know over the course of a long season i think it's a way to keep guys rested and and a way to experiment so um i don't i just th- that kind of argues uh, that that argument bothers me because it's like you're you're arguing with the guy that
1: if the season ended today would be the coach of the year Possibly, I, when I say I understand some of the gripes, I think I understand because it fits into that bubble of people who are like, "This is the championship window." And while I don't agree, I can see why people want instant gratification and want everything now because this team looks as serious as it does. They've done some really great things recently. You probably want to see your your eighth man out there, and it's easy. It's easier to say after the game finishes and you lose by three points, and Shay does all that. But bef- like I said before, that run like. I don't. I don't know how much he would have changed. I mean, they were just out of it, man. And mm-hmm. so that I only understand it to a degree. But like I said, and like you mentioned, we should come to expect this by now. It's not going to change either.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, it's uh it has been going on for a while. So the the Thunder with the loss, they uh they were nine and one, right, against the the East going into that game. yo. So, Nine and
1: nine nine and four on the road, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they were nine and four, which was, I believe, as of last week, was the best road record in the league. I don't know if that changed. And by the way, Atlanta was four and nine at home, super bad before that game. Yeah, that's
0: that's crazy. What was the crowd there like?
1: Um, I don't know that I was paying attention mid game, but I would say as the game was about to tip off, I'm like, yo, this thing could could fill up some more for sure. But it was a it was a Wednesday and um I don't know if they've been great. I don't know. I don't know what even their their crowd um is usually like, but it it didn't seem crazy to me.
0: So to uh to put a bow on this, the Thunder is now twenty-three and ten. Uh they have an eight point one net rating, third best in the NBA behind the 76ers uh and the Celtics. Uh, fourth are the Nuggets at 5.7%. I wrote a little bit about this today, but basically anything above a six net rating is elite. Uh, the Nuggets net rating last year was in the threes. Um, now they were a dominant postseason team, so that's not always reflective. But um, the Thunder right now has the profile of a championship team. We've talked about this a lot. Like, they're likely not because they're young and they haven't done mm-hmm. it before. They're not battle tested, but um, they're playing about as well as they can. In the regular season, Joel, are you ready? Are you ready to do some gambling? No,
1: you know I hate gambling. No. <laughs> I hate gambling, bro. I, I would literally uh, smack anybody that, that tells me, oh, make a prize picks account so I can get some free bread. Like no, on my face. This is that's very specific, is, by the way. But it's happened.
0: This is this is a uh, fake gambling. I, I know it's fake gambling. I just don't like the concept. But I put together. Anyway. Well, we, we're going to do the concept, okay? So I put together a list of over unders, and they're not from any betting service. They're from the the Joe Masato, My my my, my, my noggin,
1: straight oh, from my noggin. Here we go. Nothing but a disaster coming. <laughs>
0: So I put in a lot of prep work into this, not really, but adequate amount. All right.
1: This, Wait, this first, on something that's this, not college football?
0: This first one that we're going over is actually not from my head. It is from FanDuel, which- You're thief, right, okay. Sponsors many podcasts, but does not sponsor our podcast. So just getting some pre publicity. I'm sure they need it. Um, so the current win total right now at the FanDuel Sportsbook is 53 and a half. They've got the Thunder's number 53 and a half, which is a lot of wins, Joe. That's a lot. Going over or under? Will the Thunder finish over or under 53 and a half wins?
1: Don't kill me. I'm going I'm going under. I I think uh I think my my number is probably like and this is me. I don't want to say this is me being optimistic. This team's proved good thing. I'd say 51 is the number. I think they, I think they hit 50 at this pace. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously, they're on pace for more, but I think, you know, factoring in whatever random variables, I think they can hit 50, 51. That's, that's my number.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a great number. I mean, I, what, I agree you, Joe? with you. I'm going I'm going under. I I think I think that's fair. But again, I'm I'm the the idiot that has consistently underestimated this team, picked them to win 42 games. Um, And it's kind of crazy to look back on. So. If they they're at 23 wins, one more win, they're going to match their win total from two seasons ago. Um, So they would have gone from 24 wins to 40 wins last season to now Fandle got them in the 53 to 54 range. That seems awfully high. Um, So so I am I am going to go under. That wait, doesn't wait, wait. mean you're
1: not getting out of this. What's your number, though? Give me a number.
0: I don't have to give you a number. I just have to over or under 53 and a half.
1: I put myself out there. I put a number out there. I'm going to say 51. You're such a you be original for once. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. We're
0: in lockstep. It just shows the chemistry we have. Right, yeah. Okay. Magic and bird. Ready for another one. Let's do it. So this one is a collab with our good friend Daniel Bell. And I don't know if he had the number <laughs> at this. But all-star events. Not all-stars.
1: He asked me this. He asked me this. Damn, what okay. was my answer?
0: I put it at four and a half. So I think four is a lock. Because Shay, J or excuse me. Chet, J Dub. Hold hold on. Hold on. Let me go. Chet, J Dub, and Kason are all gonna be in the Rising Stars game. Right. Shay's gonna be in the All-Star game.
1: So really we're just debating Isaiah Joe being in a
0: three-point contest. Is what or is. Chet or or giving Chet two if you think he's gonna make the All-Star team.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um well. So what's the, what's the line at? Is it four? four? Four and a half. Four and a half. Damn.
0: You could oh. also have something crazy, and like Shay is in like the skills competition. Oh, brother.
1: Be, <laughs> no, if you're doing that, get a life. Um, I don't even think he would want to do that. Don't players have the option to say, hell no, or something like that? I don't think he would want to. I could see Chet doing that. Sometimes they have a big man do it. But it's dope when a big man does it. It's great. Like who I think I think I can remember Cat doing it, Chris Japp doing it. Like it's low-key cool when the big do it. And you're a guard's like that's like very uncool, low-key. Um I would say no to that from Shay. If you're listening, to Shay, hey, for your GQ yeah, uh profile. Big time,
0: big time listener,
1: Shay Gilders Alexander. Right. Four and a half. Um, I'm gonna go over just because I'm a believer in Isaiah Joe getting the nod, and he's been adamant about like, yo, if 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 they ask me, like I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah, And he thinks he'll be good in it. I I think my, where I stand on the chat thing, I think he, I think I've said this before too. I think a player or two have to get hurt, even though like the fan, with the fan voting came out today and he was like ninth. Um,
0: yeah, let's go over this. Do you have it pulled up the
1: fan voting? I can't have it pulled up, but he was he was ninth and um, to my point, like uh, obviously fan voting isn't everything, as you see with. Clay Thompson being on the list and, and whatever in 2024. And give me a break. but um, they
0: are fans, Joel. Give them a break.
1: Right, yeah, sure. Whatever, fans. <laughs> um, but because we have a vote and because coaches have a vote, I do think Chet will get some pull that way, especially if the Thunder continue to trend the way they have leading an all-star break. I think it would be almost impossible if a guy gets hurt um, and the Thunder are still second seed-ish. Um, I think coaches would maybe give him a nod. But I think it would take an injury, or to, if if there's two injuries, he's a shoo-in to me. Like it, it's not even close. Um, but I think it w- it would take all that. Like it's not. It's, and it's not a it's not a knock to him that he can't get it straight up. It's this front court is kind of deep. It's low key deep. Um, and he's. I mean, obviously there's a there's a stipulation about rookies and um, you know whether they make games. Um, but I, if if we're asking. The your question is whether he gets a nod over Vic. I mean, he kind of has to, right?
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I don't think that would be much of a. I, I guess it would be a discussion, but he would, he would get the clear nod in my head um, over Vic. So if we just you looked it out, the All Star starters, fifty percent fan vote, twenty five percent media vote, twenty five percent player vote. If it was just the fans. The five starters in the Western Conference—it's three front court and two guards. So it'd be LeBron, KD, and Jokic, and then Luca and Steph. Shea is third among guards in the West, but I have to imagine, even if Shea stays at third among fan voting, he's going to be probably first, and at worst, second behind Luca in, in the media. And I think he's going to be first in the media vote, player vote. I don't know how that's going to go, um, but I think he'll do enough in the player and media vote to maybe be a starter. Is it players or coaches?
1: Maybe it's coaches. I think it's coaches. Okay, sorry. And and coaches, coaches for sure. You know what? It is. It is players. I think. I think it is players. <laughs> oh, hoo, hoo. excuse me, Joe. But win one okay. for the old man. Yeah, yeah. But if it is, uh, if it is players, like we talked about this, like. I know Shay like to post people on IG, but do people really have beef with Shay? Like Shay has no enemies, I don't think. Like that's like a fan made thing. Like he has no enemies. Like we said this last episode, he's not controversial at all. What does he do?
0: So, do you think players would vote him first over Luca?
1: I mean, that, this dude's now a top two MVP candidate, right? Like it would be kind of BSy not to put him in there. Like we'd have to start pointing some fingers. Like what's What's really going on? Like, going some he, does, wood he stuff.
0: does seem to have respect. I, I mean, there's what, like, eight and a half million player podcasts, current and former. And, like, there's always clips about, you know, Shea and stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, Shea Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> I like Shea Butter. I don't think I ever wrote that.
1: But that's that's pretty good. You know, he's pretty smooth. I'm gonna write that, and I I can't claim that as a, an original thing. I've I've seen that floating around on the internet, but it's a it's just it. It's a good name.
0: It is a good name. Maybe you should add that to his basketball reference nicknames.
1: It's better than some other nicknames we've seen this year on Basketball Reference. I'll leave it at the that. The
0: Only one might be SGA.
1: Yeah. What? And and this is a discussion for a later time. Or now, but um, the the nicknames like somebody said this recently. But the next, whenever the, the nickname started to just be people's initials. We got lazy as as a generation, man. We got lazy as a people, dog. Like we, like, like SGA ADA. though. SGA is hard. SGA is hard. But like, it's a, it, and, it sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's it's cool. But I mean, variations of our of of names like what what's your middle initial? I really want to put this out there.
0: I'm not even asking. That's why I said initial, because I know some people don't want to say well, their
1: name. I have a middle name to where if I gave you my first initial, you're getting the name. It's X. You, you're just Sherlock Holmes in this job. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> well, X. I, I just Thanks. thought of
0: your. I just thought of your Twitter handle. JXL is
1: pretty good. It's pretty hard. Is that is that a mouthful though? Like, is that like could could Mike Bree say? Bang, JXL. Yo, actually, no, coming out of my mouth now, that is kind of tough. That is. I think tough.
0: JXL is good. Mine is J-A-M, Jam. Whatever.
1: I, I don't think J-A-M is, is not smooth, but Jam no. is, like, maybe you could twist that. You got, like, your aura is kind of like Joe Montana-ish. Like, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they could spin that. Back in the day, Jam, like, that would be fire. Like, I could see that.
0: Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, All star voting. All star voting.
1: Um,
0: I think we I talked think, about yeah. it, right. So, Shik is third among guards. Um, Chet Holmgren is ninth among front court players. I think you bring up a good point in that we always see not necessarily opt outs, but whether it's guys needing a break or injury replacement yeah. stuff like that, especially when, in recent like, years. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Chet is on the short list if he doesn't um, get named to the team. You mentioned coaches. Coaches vote for the reserve. So once the five starters are selected, mm-hmm. um, coaches will vote on that. I just don't know if coaches are going to want to vote in a rookie. I don't know if there's some stigma against that.
1: Yeah, I, that that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. I know people are weird about that. But if there is a year to put in a rookie, it feels like this is – one of those years. I mean, who was the last one? Like, like Blake? Maybe did Blake make it as a as a pseudo rookie? I can't remember. I think
0: Blake did. Which I mean,
1: which Chet's is a simple
0: case of he
1: similar to Chet, a, a yeah. guy that sat out a year. So I mean, and and when you because when coaches come to Paycom, whether it's that team's media or us, like we're always there's always questions about Chet and what other coaches think. I think just the novelty of Chet and everything that comes with him and how impressive he's been so early on. People just wanna know what other coaches think. And other, I haven't seen one coach that just didn't give the due praise and like, oh yeah, he's impressive and this and that. Like coaches, it seems like there's a wide spread of coaches that disrespect him. So I, I maybe that helps him. Uh, but in mm-hmm. terms of the line, um, I'm gonna go over anyway just because Isaiah Joe, which so it, it feels like cheating, but um, I'm gonna include my two cents about the chat thing. I mean, what 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 do you, you say, Joe? What what's your line? What are you what are you betting?
0: I think it's over four and a half, and I don't think Isaiah Joe gets in. Why? I
1: think, why though?
0: I don't know, man. So three point contest. Last couple of You Don't
1: think he's seasons, flashy enough.
0: Didn't Dame win it last year? Am I making? I was there, and I don't even remember. Game?
1: You it. said? Yeah.
0: I think so. It was like it was in Salt Lake City. He went to Weaver State in Utah. I think it was a big deal.
1: Anyway, um Weaver State's in Utah? Yeah. That's disgusting. And you know what? I'm, I'm pulling harder for Dame now and his, his legacy. That's crazy that he made it out of here.
0: Dame was what second in the East, I think, among guards. Yeah, um, second. Which is Halper.
1: probably which is probably some legacy bias. I don't I don't know that he's been better than some of the the guys that are on there.
0: I think I'd have Maxie and Bruns both ahead of Dame.
1: I like Maxie more for sure this year. Uh
0: your your guy Derek White, eighth best uh among guards.
1: My, my guy. Me and me and JJ Reddick are gonna have that one day. By the way, I'm not the spokesman uh for you know the anti Derek White All Star campaign, but I am like quietly like in the back raising uh raising my hand at the auction against the uh, against his all-star bid like i um i just think that i mean you look at the list that's up there and maybe you can argue that the west guards are deeper than the top of the east guards but i just don't know as as good as he's been as important as he's been to the team with the best record in the league i just i know we used it as criteria um i just wouldn't vote him in man like based on based on all of that um i just think there are teams that are players rather than they carry heavier loads that are in similar situations, like a, like a Maxi, like a Brunson. You know what I'm saying? So, sorry. And and and, <laughs> I just, I I just think it's funny that JJ has pulled for him so hard. I mean, I get it. That's like a, a ball nowhere. It feels like that's what it really is. Is a ball nowhere take? Like, oh, I I watch Derek White and everything he does. Like he he is an all star. I know ball. That's what. That's really what it feels like. And not to say JJ doesn't, but
0: uh, Lillard. By the way. Did win.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I looked it up. Yeah, I should have said that.
0: Last year. Um, Joe, you were there.
1: Come on, man. Yeah, I know. I wasn't really. You weren't courtside with the VHS camera?
0: No, I was top of the lower bowl. I wasn't working that night, though, because I don't think the Thunder had any. Anybody in All-Star Saturday night um i mean i know they didn't that's when Shay wore like that oklahoma jacket and i think that's what i wrote about but anyway i think it's going to be i'm gonna i'm gonna say chet is in the skills competition or something silly like that that's a new
1: take but, though i give you some props that's a new take i haven't heard that yet and like
0: it's also a way of like he's gonna be there anyway so then they don't have to ask someone else to go to indianapolis during all-star break ok, we we got to move faster. Well, we've, we've talked to you long enough, all right. <laughs> ouch, over under we're about a we're about a month away from the trade deadline. over under one and a half thunder trades. And this could be small stuff, big stuff, just one and a half thunder trades over under
1: under. I think if they do do anything, I just watch the wedgie on TV, shout out campaign. I think if they do do anything, I think it's one move. I think it's one move. I think we gotten to the point we moved the dialogue along and this is obviously my own my own opinion. Uh, but I think that we talked about this last episode about the dialogue just changing and changing with every elite win, with every week almost. And I think it's whittled down to a point and I haven't gotten this impression, but it feels like they're they're, I mean, it's always felt like they've been content with riding out this year. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like your aspirations have changed and maybe you can do something more this year um, and you want to get the best of both worlds and still see what the core of this team does, I think they make one move and I don't think it's a seismic move. I think it's, it's uh, you know, back up big or something, or maybe a guy that can um, close games for them, but it is a reserve. Like, I think they can close in on one of those guys. They certainly got the assets, I but I'd say, one of those moves happen. I don't I don't think there's more than one.
0: Uh, just for the sake of being a contrarian, I'm going to go over. Uh, I think...
1: Would you be a contrarian?
0: Yeah, I guess not. you contrast
1: to me, but the general public... That's I that's true.
0: I, I think, obviously, you look at the salaries of a Mijic or Bertons, those could be easily moved. I don't know if someone want. You know, what if someone offers the Thunder a second round pick for Poku or Trey Mann, guys that aren't really playing, maybe something small like that. I'm also going to include the possibility because we've seen this before, like the nerdiest trades in NBA history where like the Thunder is just on the periphery of a trade, like changing future pick protections or something like that to get something to go through. So maybe we'll see something like that. I don't know, but um, I'm with you. I don't think it's gonna be anything big, but I'll go go over one and a half
1: um yeah, and they should probably weigh your opinion more than mine because you've paid closer attention to more deadlines in your life than than I have at least from a from like a, like it's your it was your job like I when in in past deadlines I haven't paid nearly probably nearly as close attention as you have I think you know more about what goes into it I think my knowledge is now just based on my pulse to the team right now from afar. Obviously, I'm not super um...
0: from afar. You're 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 the closest guy at this point to them. Um, you're you're sitting in a Brooklyn hotel room. We're back.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that was. What was that?
0: I don't know. Okay, I'm just. I'll I'll flag this spot. Um, and I will pick up right now. You ready?
1: Do we want to redo that question? No. No, we probably don't want to redo that question, no. All right, Joel. A couple more.
0: So, these are, this is another small line because it's a small number. Thunder playoff series
1: victories.
0: Oof, One we're and a, a half. They're putting me on
1: the spot. Oh, One man, and a half. Finish. So th-
0: this is either, you know, you go under. They don't win a playoff series or they just win one, go over, they win two or more. I'll go first to take the pressure off you. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Again, I don't want to be I just I don't want to be the guy who's always seems low on them, but I think they are going to win a playoff series. And that is a big win. For this team, and I don't think it's you know, I said this to someone the other day. Maybe we said it on the podcast, but save the Thunder's the two seed against the Suns, who are a seven seed. But the Suns are fully healthy. Like the
1: Suns might be favored in that series, um, which doesn't move me. I mean, I'm I'm not moved by the fully healthy Suns. By the way, it's
0: it's hard to move you. Anyway, I I do think the Thunder's <laughs> win a playoff series, but. Given that they have no experience, playoffs are just tough, man. So, I'm
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna be cautious on this one. Yeah, I'm going under two. Um, I do think, like, I think no matter the matchup, I think they can win their first round series. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, some might be sleepers, some might be sitting at the bottom of the standings they probably shouldn't be there. Kind of like you mentioned, um, but um, I think they can win uh, at at the very least a series by now. Um, And then I think the second round series, let's say they run into Denver or something like that. And um, I won't even go off, like, getting to matchups and situations and stuff like that right now because we're just so far away. But I think there are situations where they, they could hit a wall like young teams do in the playoffs. Uh, I think, I mean, we've seen teams throw the kitchen sink at Shea, but I guarantee there are just whole other sleeves to be pulled up. Uh, mm-hmm. In the postseason, in terms of what you can do with him, especially because this is the first uh, postseason where he would be a first option for him in his career, um, there are just things there. I think with the way they use Shet, um, I won't get into a ton here, but I do, I do, and I have mentioned this recently. But but Giddy too, like he's shooting well recently, but um, closer to the postseason, like if teams have to make business decisions or um, they really, you know, throw different looks at him and and stuff like. I still think that's a, a glaring spot for them to to watch.
0: Um, yeah, and like he might have a one hot game, but to do it four times, you know, right? And like, uh, series are just different. Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, I I can't wait honestly just to see what this team does in the playoffs to see them in that setting. Also yeah. to see Mark Mark Degnall as a first time playoff head coach he was an assistant with billy on that bubble team in 2019 20 um but hasn't coached a playoff game and i think you know he's he's a smart dude and i'm i'm curious to see kind of the chess match of whoever he's matched up against as well joel we're gonna finish with a silly one the lot well, large... by, by the way
1: if yes, they, yes. when when they when they are in the second round i i do think that Whoever it is, they I think they could take it to seven games or whatever. I don't I don't think they're just a resounding second round out. I I think they'll push whatever team that is, um, and be very close to the conference finals if they don't reach one. But I'm still going with yeah. With, I'm uh, not at
0: like this. I'm not going to be floored if they're in the West Finals. Yeah, it's crazy. It is.
1: Shout out uh, uh, Jalen Hord.
0: <laughs> Last one and that has nothing to do with Jalen Hord. Right. 0.5 is the line. So I'm basically asking you, is there a future MVP on this roster? It
1: this could happen probably, this season, Joe. It's probably the easiest one. I'm, I'm going over. I'm going I am over. too. Yeah. I, I think the better number, and you would have had to phrase it differently in terms of different players, how many different MVPs are on this roster, because I think that's the real discussion. If you think Chet can have that type of ceiling. Um, I, obviously, I think it would have to be maybe on his own team. I don't know how that would work. I, don't um, know.
0: I mean, that that'd be it. If if you said over under one and a half MVPs, I would definitely take the under just because like it's hard to win MVP. But at the same time. At this point, would I be surprised if Shay and or Chet won an MVP in the future? No, I think it could happen.
1: Um, yeah. But I take over, though. Shay, I mean, you've said it. Shea has a good chance right now, if the season ends today, to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would take... i seen somebody uh, yesterday in my comments say that um, it would take like 60 wins or something historical for him to get MVP just because of the season Embiid's having and why I, I'll laud Embiid um, for the season he's having um, his best season yet. Uh, I just think you have to factor in the... Not just to change the aspiration, but the leap from, you know, Mm -hmm. um, two years ago, like you mentioned, or, you know, like we always talk about with Jalen Hoard and uh, the Ty Jerome's of the world to to get to last year to play in, to then jump to a top three seed in the West. Like, at a certain point, that has to be part of his case um, beyond just the 35 and five he's putting up every night on super efficient numbers.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, this... It really turns into a narrative award at some point, and you could build a pretty compelling narrative um, for Shea bringing this team from where it was a few years ago to to now. And um, it's I mean, he's done an incredible job and made one heck of a leap. So I think we're both we're both going over there. I mean, we're, we're basically saying that we think either Shea or Chet is going to win an MVP. And you're saying that
1: why not both? And some would go as far to say, say, "Hey, maybe Dub on his own team one day and do it." I I wouldn't go that far. I think he he'll be a, a all star maybe at some point. Um, but MVP, I mean, that, that's a that's a heavyweight award, man. I mean, you see the guys that are thrown in that discussion every year. So,
0: I know it, it's it's nuts that we're doing this again because like the one thing we said about this rebuild is it's not gonna go as well as the first one. That was an anomaly. You don't have three future MVPs on your team and a rant hard in Westbrook and there might not be three but there might be two and the third one's pretty pretty damn good so uh it's just crazy that they're back here you know a decade later so thank you for indulging me in those over unders show I'd say we did a good job you know
1: I love the gambling Joe of course
0: all right and with that I'm gonna leave you to to eat a what call it a beef patty a
1: beef patty don't don't do that what are you calling it don't do that
0: all right enjoy the beef patties enjoy the subway rides
1: new york enjoy new it. york <laughs> enjoy you, you enjoy around. you enjoy no. okc and your plants that you have in every room brother
0: i'm square and just looking up at the bright lights and being in awe A young kid from omaha nebraska and the
1: big city. yo cut this <laughs> off right now cut, no <laughs> bye y'all uh.
0: All right. Thank you for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find
0: any type of uh, human remains that are left.